Yeah, you sit there, motherfucker. I bet you won't. Hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. Hit, hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. I bet you won't. Push a motherfucker, push a motherfucker. Push a motherfucker, push a motherfucker. I bet you won't. Hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. Hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. I bet you won't. Push a motherfucker, push a motherfucker. Push a motherfucker, push a motherfucker. I bet you won't. This ain't no game, we bring the pain, so don't you. Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 12. It's Monday, May 4th, 2020. I'm Jeff Houseman. Thanks for joining. I ripped up many shots from my young Allegra Pop. I make sure that they get so wild, they bust the caps up on the spot. All around the planet, rock the ghetto blocks. Don't stop a nigga, gotta take a deep breath and keep on blowing till they drop. I bet you won't hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. Hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker. I bet you won't. Alright, this episode we got Bo on the phone. Hey, how's it going? Hey Bo. What up, man? Uh we also have a newcomer. You live in the dream? We also got a newcomer today. We got Brian over here. Hey everybody, how's it going? Brian's a good old buddy as well. Uh me and Brian have worked together for I think like fourteen years feels like 30 <laughs> a long time it's good to have him in the studio uh, gonna try to have some fun today we've got uh what do we got we got the jordan dock a little bit we got uh not a whole lot more really we're gonna go through the week maybe have some fun thank you everybody for joining thank everybody for listening uh, hope you enjoy it. So this is kind of a late night podcast for us. It's almost, it's 11 o'clock PM on Monday. Typically we record this like 12 hours ago, but uh, some things happened today and Laddie's not with us. Laddie's probably in bed. He's uh, sleeping. He's probably got to go into the radio station tomorrow, so... It's partly my fault. I blew this day pretty badly. <laughs> I went and, uh, let's see, I went to bed at like 5 o'clock last night. 
Woke up at 10. Went and played golf with some idiot that forgot to bring his golf clubs. I got back from playing golf and just passed out, basically. And then uh, Bo had said he could come on at 9. <laughs> and then Brian came over after he got off work to drink a beer on the porch and somehow coerced him into the studio. Twisted my arm. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Just thought it could be fun. <laughs> you know, try to have a little fun. Bo, what's your week been looking like? Um, I said I didn't shower yesterday. I finally showered today. <laughs> and when I was when I was getting about to get in the shower, uh, two of my kids came up to me. One wanted jelly toast, and then the other wanted me to fix some electronic of theirs. And I was just like. Okay, I guess I'll not get in the shower yet. Fulfill your needs. So that's that's my week. I cooked some food, <laughs> cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mom over here. No, it's it's actually Dad. Thank you. What a I'm Dad. So you still haven't watched any of Last Dances, have you? I have not. Ugh. I like to watch things once they're totally completed. And the 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 media cycle is like Twitter is just full of the Last Dance stuff, and it's kind of I mean I get it. A lot of those guys need content, and they need something to talk about, and this is it. Yeah. But it's I guess I'm kind of a a hipster. I when something's that big, I just ignore it until it's I can watch it on my own time. I understand, Bo. I have I haven't watched Tiger King yet, and I feel like at this point I'm just I'm never going to watch it. Like everybody's talked about it so much, me and the wife just kind of decided like it's 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 gone past us at this point, you know. Like, I, what's the point of even watching now? I can dig it. I mean, it is interesting though, and especially with the Jordan documentary. I mean, I don't think you realize what you're missing. Yeah, no, I do want to see it. Um, but but what's the deal that uh, so they covered the Nike stuff the last the last episodes? Not to get too far into it yet. Yeah, a little bit. I think what you're talking about is when they were playing for the Olympic team and mm-hmm. Reebok outfitted the team. And Jordan, uh, Jordan's like, I ain't wearing that Reebok shit. Yeah, he did a really good job uh, covering that Reebok logo, too. That was that was a, a genius move on his part. I think also uh, there's, there's, a point, there's a point in the doc where he talks about, Jordan talked about how he wanted to sign with Adidas. He liked Adidas shoes. Yeah. And he, he wasn't impressed with Nike, his 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 parents basically made him take the meeting with Nike and yeah. told him he would be crazy if he didn't sign this deal with Nike. It was like double or I think that Nike was normally uh, signing athletes for, I think it was like a hundred thousand and they offered him two fifty. I think. Yeah. It, like nobody was offering more than a hundred thousand for a player and Nike was trying to get their foot in the game. I think that was probably Sonny Vaccaro, right? They, you know, Nike was just making running shoes at that point, yeah. I and mean, they they had no foot in the basketball game. That's their background. I mean, I mean, and think about that. I mean, Nike signed Michael Jordan for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> well, yeah. So Sonny Sonny was the one that signed Michael, and that he's not going to get any credit in this documentary. Mm-mm. I haven't uh, heard. And his I also name saw, once. yeah, no. And, and apparently, I, I heard on the local radio in Memphis that he, Sonny Sonny said he was on, like, interviewed by those guys for uh two hours 
and they may not even put them in the documentary, which is super lame. Well, it's I don't think it's done yet either, but I feel like he would have been in it by now if he was going to be on it. That's weird. You you would think. Yeah. It's interesting. Um What was it? Uh Adidas he 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 wore Adidas in college, and Adidas was like a big time in the early 90s, late 80s, that was hip-hop, that was rap. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a big label at that time. I mean, soccer as well, which is an international <laughs> game, you know. Yeah. Um, it was more of an iconic brand than Nike at the time. I wonder if there was something in his contract where it was like, I don't know, you'll get a piece, like forever. Sure. Like, some, like an ownership piece. I wonder... That wasn't touched on in the documentary. No, they didn't say a word about it. Yeah, I saw. I haven't like really sought it out. I saw a headline that Ken Burns was critical of the the documentary, saying it wasn't you know pure like they weren't following journalism to the 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 best they could essentially. Like you mean, the, you mean to say the, that Ken Burns had an issue with a with a documentary? <laughs> well, he thought that's, it wasn't that's, up to that's the standard, maybe. That's that's fair. There's two sides to every story. Uh, but I feel like ESPN and Michael Jordan and Nike, they all kind of, they, they have a lot of stake in this, so they don't necessarily, they need to tell their side of it. And I think that's essentially what Ken Burns is critical of, that it's not actually, this is not hundred percent journalism. This is, you know, us reliving Michael Jordan's glories in how ESPN, Nike and Michael Jordan want us to see it. Yeah. They're influencing it. Sure. That's probably fair. Most likely. They do show a lot of pictures of uh, Nike Jordan shoes. <laughs> it is on the screen a lot. <laughs> and maybe that was Jordan was doing that on purpose. I don't know. It's probably, I mean, like, like, yeah. I mean, what's the point? What's the point Jordan's of livelihood? Yeah. What's the point of putting in the clip of him like slowly lacing up his shoes? Oh, the the, la- the last game at Madison Square Garden? The yeah, that too. game when, he, like, when he's wearing it. Was it the, is it the Jordan? Jordan ones, yeah. He wears the Jordan ones, and he talks about how at halftime his, his feet were bleeding; they were so yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, they'll show a clip of him in the locker room just lacing his shoes, and like you want, you got to wonder, like, why is that in there? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to that, but <laughs> it's interesting nonetheless. It's it's what happened. Michael Jordan certainly didn't have anybody to lace his shoes for. Right. <laughs> the like, entire time he was. Why are you zoomed in on He was on the those. greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. Maybe that's part of his. Maybe that's part of his OCD-ness where he's like, I want my shoes laced this way. Bo, I can hear everything you're doing. <laughs> I thought I hit the mute button, but I guess I didn't. Uh-uh. I think I hit it, but I have my trackpad. Uh, I was just getting a beer. Just I have a- my track, my trackpad on touch, so I'm not making noise, and I must have touched it carrying my laptop. It just sounds like a lot of ruckus. It's very distracting. Is it a? I did do, mute do you it. Have a, do you have an Apple, though? Yeah, we have one of those. Uh, we have an iMac at home, and I I woke up the other morning to my wife mercilessly beating this uh, this trackpad, this battery-operated <laughs> trackpad that she could not get figured, like she couldn't get it to turn on. <laughs> and I, think well, she's, I think she's finally had it. She wants she wants to sell it and get and get another laptop. <laughs> this thing never turns on and never wakes up. It's a terrible piece of technology. 
The computer, <laughs> the computer itself is amazing. It's incredible. But the battery-operated trackpad is awful. I don't know what that is. I have an Acer. <laughs> costs 150 bucks, And it's lasted me like five years. <laughs> I got to work out a raise for you somehow, Jeff. <laughs> we got to get you a MacBook. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. In these <laughs> trying times. Kind of, nope. In these difficult times. Ain't going to happen. We're all in it together. Um. All right. Well, let's see. Going through the week. Let, we can come back to the uh, Jordan documentary stuff. I'm not so sure there's a lot we can say. I do have a couple of notes from it, but that's, you know, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, enough people are covering this shit. It's almost like us coming on here and talking about LeBron James the whole time. It's like, what's the point? True. I don't know if we saw anything interesting or, you know, what gives us the kicks is what we want to talk about. I, I haven't listened to anybody else's stuff, so I don't know what's out there. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, but now I, I don't listen to so many anymore because I don't want to be influenced because I'm trying to do this. I just don't want to hear something and regurgitate it or anything like that. Well, another point is that I assume during during all this while, while we're – of course, Jeff and I are working pretty much full time now, but mm-hmm. having free time where we're not going out, you know, we're not going out to eat. We're not going to going out and having a beer after work at the bar. I assumed I would be listening to a lot of podcasts and I'm not um, listening to a lot of music, watching a lot of television, a lot of Netflix. I mean, um, I'm kind of surprised I go through my podcast app and I'm, I'm, I see a bunch of stuff that I've missed and I'm like, I'm like, I don't even want to listen to it. You know, you know, the one pack podcast I have been listening to is the Anthony Jeselnik podcast. <laughs> I'm not up on him, man. You tell me about him all the time and I'm just, I'm not, I need to listen to him, I guess. Well, they're all done now. You can go listen to the old ones because his deal with Comedy Central got canceled or whatever. They're not paying anybody anything for production. Yeah, that's going around right now. And he's not going to do it for free because he's a pro. <laughs> but uh, I've been listening to his, and they don't talk about basketball at all. It's kind of a safe one for me. I see your point. I see your point. You don't, like you said, you don't, don't want to regurgitate other people's ideas. You know? Yeah. What I've been doing is trying to keep up with my week. And then come Sunday, I have no idea what those notes mean. <laughs> uh, let's see, Monday. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's start at the beginning. Monday, that's my day off from work typically. I do the podcast, and then once I get done with all this stuff, I'm like, I can finally relax. So I go to find a movie, usually. I always find a movie to settle in with, just to take my mind off of everything. I watched this movie called Bad Therapy. You may have heard of it. You may have seen it thought it would be good because it's got Rob Corddry in it and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Sounds like a winner. Corddry's funny. He's a funny guy. It started out really good. I thought it was uh, it's a relaxed movie. Um, everything's cool. It's chill. They live in California. Everything's great. And then it got really cheesy halfway through. The movie's about they have this therapist that gives really bad advice to married couples. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of, and they end up like making, she ends up making the relationships worse. But there's like a twist to it. 
I don't want to spoil it or anything, but there's a twist. Why she's so bad at her therapy. You probably won't watch it. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. I think you just sold me. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it was hard to finish. Hard to finish. Sounds good to me. Let's watch it. So so it was like Westworld season three. It's hard to finish. <laughs> <laughs> you can only finish it if you start it. Pot committed. <laughs> yeah. That was all I did until probably like Wednesday. Because <laughs> Wednesday I started uh, kind of getting back into the mode where I start caring about things again. Tuesday is like a work day. It's a relaxed day. I'm not like right now. I mean, if there were games on, I'd be watching the games and, you know, watching them with friends and trying to get something out of it or just enjoying them. But right now, there's none of that. So Tuesday is like, I don't. I, I usually sleep in. <laughs> I just roll into work, <laughs> get it done, and then come home and I don't know, either pass out or maybe watch a movie or something. That has been a fun luxury is uh, sleeping in the past six weeks. Yeah, enjoy sleeping in. Yeah. If you're if you don't have to be at work at eight in the morning, it's nice to alarm goes off and you can just kind of lay in bed and. Yeah. Check Twitter and I mean, see, see what's going on on your news apps and probably makes you want to go right back to bed. <laughs> well, you and I don't have kids, Brian. True, true. So but Bo has Bo has Bo has other responsibilities. That's not too far for guys like you and me. That's not really. I don't feel like that's too far off from the norm anyway. <laughs> that's that's. I fair. just get up with them and feed them breakfast, and then I go back to bed. You go back to bed. I set a timer for like an hour and go back to sleep for an hour sometimes. Nice. What are they doing? Watching TV. Who cares? Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got breakfast and then they put the TV on and they figured out how to work the, the remote so they can flip to the smart TV. They think they're – they, they think they're the shit that they're able to work the TV. So, What are they watching, Bo? Are they watching – Well, like, they, uh, I did like have Daniel the YouTube apps on there. For the, like... the YouTube kid app was just like all these like terrible ass – just like family videos of like, okay, well, we're going to, it's just like, it was the worst. And now they're watching like Disney plus the line guard and, uh, they use the PBS kids app and that stuff like that. What is it? When you say YouTube family, is it like, uh, is it like the parents who like pimp out their kids and stuff? And like, for, for <laughs> yeah, that, news, they watch you know? all this, like, like just, yeah, like all this on the YouTube kids app, just this garbage of people pimping out their kids. It's God, so terrible. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. And so I just deleted the app. So I was like, enough. And they were like, what happened to the YouTube app, Dad? <laughs> Good for you, I'm Like, Dad. I don't know. It's gone. It's gone. It's blocked. No, no you, you deleted it. I know you did. That's a blocked channel. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Actually, congratulations on that. Because my nieces and nephews, that's all they do. I mean, I'm not much better. I probably have better, like, lower screen time than they do, but. Oh, you spending, definitely do. Been spending entirely too much time on my phone. Yeah, I don't have the just analytics. Like, just like refreshing, just <laughs> garbage, just refreshing garbage. You know, it's awful. I mean, I'm you know I'm doing other things too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take us through a day in the life, Brian. What have you been up to, uh, man? You know, I mean, we're st- still working pretty much full time. You know, Jeff and I run the restaurant together and, uh, you know, it's, we've running takeout only here for the past about six weeks. We just opened up today, 50% capacity 
in the dining room. Yeah, kind of figured that would be how it went. Which is, it's, uh, it's a little anxious today, you know. Yeah. Were people in there dining in? We actually, uh, we we had actually a good bit of people during lunch. Um, I stuck around and worked some of the night shift because I kind of wanted to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of people dining in at night, which which on in my opinion is good. Uh, a lot of lot, still a lot of to go business. Well, you've got two sides to it. You've got half the people don't know you're open. Yeah. And then you got the other half that are like, no, not oh, doing you, it. You, well, yeah, and, and you have some people that are going, COVID be damned. I want to go drink a sweet tea and, <laughs> and I want to have it refilled by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I get off on. And uh, you know what I mean? I don't judge people for coming out to eat, certainly for, you know, helping me uh, yeah. sustain my lifestyle. But um, yeah, but it's right, t- today right. was an odd day. It was an odd day. It was the first day of having people in the dining room. I mean, we spent six weeks where. I didn't hear the kitchen printer go off. You know, you don't. You don't hear that. Anybody who's worked in the restaurant mm. industry know what that sound is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that whoa. ticket's printing. You yeah, know? It, it's almost like we've been doing only to go for so long that it's almost going to be weird to go back. It's. It's. I mean, it's become it's a, a routine. Yeah. It's. It's become a routine yeah. where it's just takeout only. I've had customers ask me like, they're like, "Is it weird for you guys to just?" Do the, like to have an empty restaurant and just do the goes. And it's like, you know, it's funny what you can get used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I tell them, I say, you know, it'll probably be more weird when there's a lot of people in here. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, it was a weird feeling today. Yeah. It certainly was, you know. Yeah. I wonder if, um, yeah, I don't know. I was talking to Laddie about this this afternoon. I got done playing golf and I touched base with him to see, you know, his availability for the podcast today. And he was talking about going out and getting a, a drink with a coworker. I don't know. It was interesting because he's like, he's kind of worried about it, but he's also super pro open. Like he's like, go do it. Yeah. Open the economy. Let's get things yeah, going. Laddie, Laddie was ready for it. Yeah. But he's kind of like worried of like, what do I do? Like, how do I be careful? How, how can I be more careful with it? I was like, Laddie, man, honestly, like it's probably best that you're the f- in the first wave of people going out. Like you want to be in the first few hundred rather than like the 2000th person in there eventually restaurants will open and people will get lazy employees will get lazy uh-huh. and, and I, f- I feel like jeff jeff and i keep keep an eye on that you know we're very proactive yeah but also another thing to look out for would be a place that's like overly busy yeah like a place that's or over 50 percent capacity <laughs> or it looks like they're not staffed enough mm-hmm. and you got one person doing too many jobs and maybe they don't have Time to wipe down all the doors yeah. or whatever. Like that's what I would look out for. Like, uh, it's too busy for me. Right. I, I don't want to be in. We have a schedule. Yeah, we our restaurant has a schedule. It's you know, if if not every thirty minutes, just when everybody's standing around not doing something. Hey, you're, you're wiping down the front door handles, the bathroom door handles, the soap dispensers, paper towel dispensers. You know, um, it's easy for me to say that we're on top of it and we're doing the greatest job in the world. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I mean it's you know a restaurant's not a hospital. Well, it's <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do what you can, and yeah. it's it's just weird because there's certain places that I go to where I, I'm like uh, I don't know if I don't know where the hand sink is in I, this place. I don't know if they were being <laughs> like super sanitary before, right. so now they're just gonna change and be that way. Right. I, it's hard for me to imagine in some cases. So you just you just got to be careful. You got to plan your shit out right. You know, I, I'm still going to be getting to go food. I don't sure. think sure. 
I, I don't think I'm big on like going and sitting down somewhere and like watching some girl bust a table and then like bring me a refill. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the, and nothing against anybody that wants to come out and, and eat food in a restaurant, but I'm, I'm kind of on the takeout only train. Like yeah, that's that's where I'm at. You know, let, let's. I can do takeout and cook at home for two weeks and see what happens. But I also want to show my support for people that are getting back to work. Sure. And, and you know, Jeff and I are also at a, we're coming kind of coming from a position of strength because we've been, we've been open for takeout this entire time. Yeah. That, and we never closed, you know, and we were already practicing good hygiene yeah. in the first place. So I'm not worried about us sure. at all. I'm sure. more worried about like the dark, smoky bars we hang out in and shit like that <laughs> where we go watch nba games at mid, you know the the west coast nba game that comes on at 10 30 yeah and and the fact that there aren't games on like even more i had already stopped going out to bars kind of like after uh sports stopped i was like what's the point go like hang out a little bit but yeah. we can also like everybody kind of stopped hanging yeah. out. Well, I'm sure, and Jeff, I'm sure you probably already touched on this, the podcast, but uh, at some point. But we, I mean, we were out watching a game. It was it was your your pit game yeah. week. Was it Pelicans Jazz? Ah, we were watching a late game. No, it wasn't Jazz. It was uh, Pelicans. Pelicans Kings. Kings. It was Pelicans Kings. Yeah, it was going to be a good Cause one. Because we wanted to watch, it was De'Aaron and, and Zion, I think. Well, because we saw where it was the it was, it was ja jazz jazz were playing the Thunder, yeah. And we we're I mean we were watching on TV. Chris Paul goes up to the bench and is like, "Hey man, <laughs> where's Rudy at? <laughs> What's going it was on?" Pelicans back Kings there? was it Pelicans, Pelicans Kings? And Pelly's Kings. And jazz Thunder were postponed. Yeah, because yeah. that that Hawks game was on. Where mm -hmm. probably Vince Carter's last game. It was Hawks Knicks. That's what it was. Something yeah. something was on that we were watching, and, and we quickly realized, oh man, this is the last NBA game we're gonna watch for a while. I think it was like a Tuesday doubleheader. I think you'd gotten off work early, and I met you up at the bar. Yeah, it feels like watch, it, was, it was to watch the pit game. It feels like it was forever ago. It was, it was a Wednesday it was, night. It was it was eighty years ago. It was forever <laughs> ago. It was a thousand years ago. Yeah, I don't remember it. Very well at all. Remember live sports? No. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. But anyway, that was fun. That was a, that was a fun little dip into the uh, the negative ether. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can talk about restaurant stuff all day, but that's not what we're here for, really. I don't know, man. What else are we here for? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. Shit. I feel like getting takeout. I feel I feel very comfortable getting takeout. The restaurants that I'm getting takeout yeah. from, like we're cooking at home a lot, but the restaurants I'm getting takeout from are local spots. And I feel like when if if I either walk in to pick it up or get curbside, I feel like they're doing the right thing. I haven't I haven't picked up takeout from any restaurant in the past six weeks where I felt like, oh man, I'm not going back there. You know. Yeah, we've gotten takeout here in the Twin Cities, and it's and people are being it's been a clean pickup basically. Yeah, some of the numbers are already coming out for cities that have opened up already there's spikes sure there's spikes there's there, a I mean, thousand new cases yeah. here and there's a thousand new cases there well there's, there's, there's no the way that testing's happen, increasing you know, yeah the, well the testing's increasing though so there's i we still don't know where the where the like what the data really means mm -hmm. this is also new we don't know who's transmitting and who's asymptomatic there's just so much we don't know still yeah it's it's a mess and we can knock it all down now, and then in November, December, we can be right back. You know, there's no telling. 
Yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard to avoid. Uh, yeah, the great Halloween super spread of 2020. It's going to be hard to avoid contracting the virus. I think it's all really all just about flattening the curve. So yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Have you guys thought about having Kate on? I feel like Kate would be good to talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. She could talk about uh, what she's seeing in the hospital. And Has she watched the Bulls documentary? <laughs> she actually has. <laughs> she's seen them all. <laughs> of course she has. Yeah, oh. she's actually, she's got a special physician's pass where they've let them watch it ahead of time. Sick. She's working for the ringer now. <laughs> is she is she taking her talents to the athletic? <laughs> yeah. It's play the players tribune. <laughs> Things that you've been doing to fill the time in the week. Bo, if you're not watching the last dance, what are you watching? I mean and and, and also second part of the question, I am curious what like what your kids watch. Me and my wife, we we have no children, but we go to New Orleans frequently. She has two nieces. And so we go stay with the family and we wake up in the morning and it's, it's a routine. We watch Daniel tiger and yeah. uh, we watch uh, like Peppa pig. Yeah. So, so what, what do the boyer children watch? And then when they're done watching what they watch, what, what are you watching? If you're not watching the last dance, man, do you watch TV at all? Uh, well, the kids watch just normal kid stuff that seemed normal to me. We watch stuff on PBS kids. Sure. They've been on this reading rainbow kick, uh, which has been kind of fun. Been watching Reading Rainbow. They've watched uh, the Lion Guard on Disney Plus. They have like they have these Amazon Kindles, so they watch these stupid ass Amazon shows when they're on their own. I, I actually don't know really what they watch. Wait, Reading Rainbow? Are they still making episodes, or are they watching? No, the old they ones? have on on Amazon Prime. They have streaming episode streaming. So the old ones, like from yeah. the eighties and nineties, or. Yeah, actually, it was interesting. We we watched put one on tonight, and my oldest, she's in first grade, and she and it was about the episode was about September 11th, and she 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 was like, "Wait, what? What happened?" Wow, she was totally taken aback by the whole thing, and so I had to kind of explain it to her, and and it was pretty intense, you know, her kind of discovering the world. Well, honey, sometimes these terrible things happen in the world. That's the truth, though. It happens. Shit fucking happens. I feel like we could we could pivot this immediately into where we all were on September 11th, but probably probably just get edited out. <laughs> where was? But I? as far as like what I've been watching, you know, we we end up getting about an hour to chill, and sometimes we watch something, sometimes we just kind of chat. But so I haven't watched it. Put the kids to bed, and you have like an hour to have free time at night. No, then Kate's got to go to bed because she's got to get up at 7 and go look at vaginas. Ah, yes. There it is. There it is. That's the life. Okay, since nobody else is watching TV <laughs> at I mean, all. I'm, I'm watching TV. I am. I, I just want to watch Better Call Saul. I, I really like to watch that. Oh, I finished watching that. Narcos. <laughs> is it's that still good? good? Is it good? Yes. Amazing! I've never seen it. <laughs> I missed out on the I missed out on Breaking Bad, so I feel like I can't even watch Better Call Saul. No, you can't. I haven't I haven't watched any Breaking Bad. I missed out on it. I was told about it a couple seasons in, and I was like, you know, I could go back and you I could, could catch up on all of you it. Could, but that it just seems like a chore, you know. Yeah. Once, once again, it's like, oh, everybody's watched. It's like Tiger King. It's like, oh, everybody watched it. 
Brian's um, going to go watch The Wire again instead. No. I've got, a, I've got a list of stuff on TV I've been watching. So. Yeah, what about Dave? Not watching Dave. I need to watch Dave. What the fuck? I hear Dave is amazing. I, I, I feel like I've seen the entirety of Dave through gifts in our group text. <laughs> Bo, like have you heard of Dave? No, I don't know what Dave is. Well, you don't have cable, so. What's it on? FX. Is, there, how many, is it on Hulu, maybe? It's the first season, and they just had their season finale this week. Well, it's probably on Hulu. I could probably watch it. Yeah, it is on Hulu. I've heard it's great. It's pretty funny. It has its lulls, but it also has it has its payoffs, too. It's I guess he's like a YouTube star. What's his name? Uh, Little, Little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a rapper. He's a YouTube rapper, and it kind of it's loosely based around his uh, real life. I think. I think he I think he unexpectedly got popular. Yeah, and had to had to manage. So he's he's his just, career as a rapper. He's this Jewish guy that likes to flow, and it kind of chronicles like uh, how his career goes and how he balances relationships and music and uh trying to become more than just a youtube star it has its moments it really does because there's a lot of funny people and the writing's pretty decent it's just silly nonsense and it's good for taking your mind away from more serious matters because it's just playing out it's just flat out silly i've been watching something on netflix that is uh I guess rel- relatively topical. Uh, it's Midnight Gospel. Uh-uh. It's written. It's it's. <laughs> it's you sound disappointed talking about it's, it. It's basically about uh, the to break it down the best way I can. It's basically about a guy making a podcast. <laughs> Serious? Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, it's it's animated. It's an animated series. Is he good? I'm like about us? halfway through. I'm not sure yet. Um, there's a guy, uh, Duncan Trussell. Uh, that does a that does a podcast and it's basically uh, animated shorts where uh, it's it's Pendleton Ward uh, who animates and writes uh, Adventure Time. Is this a you guys are familiar with uh, Adventure Time at all? What is this anime? No. Um, what is this? What am I looking it's, at? It's not anime. It's animated. <laughs> What's no, the nobody's nobody's f- like fucking their pillow in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> what? But. Uh, <laughs> Midnight Gospel. It's uh, it's it's basically animated podcast episodes. Uh, the premise is this guy is bouncing around uh, through this uh, simulator, and he's going to different worlds uh, that are going through basically their apocalypse. And he's interviewing people as they're going through their apocalypse. Okay. And he bounces around all these different worlds across this universe. All right. Uh, and it's it's it starts out kind of weird. You, you kind of have to get a feel for what it's about. You know, it starts out, you take a couple episodes to realize that it's animated podcasts. Um, and so you're watching this crazy animation. Yeah, this seems pretty heavy. What is this? Over these podcasts and, and what you're seeing and what you're listening to don't necessarily mesh. So it's kind of a, the first couple episodes are kind of a hard watch because what you're hearing and what you're seeing aren't related necessarily. Uh, but it gets really, really good. If okay, it's I guess a, if 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 you if you know what Adventure Time is, if you're if you're a fan of Adventure Time, be <laughs> into it. Um, it says a uh, a space. What does it say? A space crusader. What is caster? 
A spacecaster? They call podcasts spacecasts. It says a spacecaster (laughs) traverses trippy worlds inside his universe simulator, exploring existential questions about life, death, and everything in between. It's a it's adult animation. It's really good. It it starts out. It starts out. You kind of have to lean into it a little bit. It takes a little work the first couple episodes. It's but got, he's got some great guests. He's got a uh, uh, Doctor Drew Pinsky. <laughs> uh, the Damien Eccles episode is really good. Nah, really good. Yeah. Really. Yeah. All right. I'm sold yeah. on that. It's it's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. They're short. They're like you know, twenty to thirty minutes long. All you had to say um, was Damien Eccles, and I'm yeah. in because I haven't heard of that heard from that guy in a decade. Thought it was topical because it's at its core, it's about a guy who makes a podcast. You all right, Bo? Yeah, I oh. had a quarter in my pocket oh. and I <laughs> forgot about it and dropped it. <laughs> that sounded crazy. Uh, <laughs> That's what I've been watching. Um, it's, got, I watched, uh, it's got 88. Hold on, real quick. It's got 88% of Rotten Tomatoes and 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It's really good. It's really good. That's, that's sounds good, awesome. Those are good ratings. I might actually check that out. It's uh, a good. Uh, it's 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 something good to watch if you're into if you're into any any uh, herbal enhancements. I, <laughs> I, I trust your opinion. You know, I'll check say the that name out. of the podcast or the whatever again for our listeners. Uh the the, the it's the the show is called Midnight Gospel, and the podcast that it is based on is called Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Hmm. And I uh, was not familiar with the podcast at all. Was just a fan of Adventure Time. I've got a, uh, I, I call him my nephew, but he's the the best man in my wedding. It's his son, uh, uh, Noah, Justin Hand's son. Uh, you know, nobody knows who that is, but a close close family friend. Uh, I know who he is. <laughs> his son's a big Adventure Time fan, and and kind of through babysitting him, not babysitting, but you know, sitting in watching him here and there. He. You got me into Adventure Time, which is this weird psychedelic. It's a children's cartoon. It's it's on uh, Cartoon Network, but if you're an adult, um, it's something you can get into as well. And so, yeah, the animator and writer Pendleton Ward of uh, Adventure Time has done Midnight Gospel. I tell you, man, I don't watch a lot of adult animation. I just like things that uh, seem real. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. why that is. Yeah, I know that about of, you. It's just kind of always the way I've been. But, this uh, is this is pretty far out. It's pretty far out. I mean, it 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 dives deep into like existentialism and uh, medical use of psychedelics and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this podcast into the Joe Rogan show or anything. Well, I just <laughs> ate like fifty milligrams. It's just a it's just a show on Netflix that I think is good enough to watch. Yeah, yeah, got time. Hey, I actually like the uh, uh, recommendation. I'll probably watch it. If I can keep up, if my brain can keep up. Like I said, at, at its base, it's about a guy making a podcast, so maybe you can pick up some pointers. You know, <laughs> I take all the pointers I can get. Yeah. I watch the. Uh, How does he I'll, schedule po- podcasting? <laughs> he just covered that. He just wakes up. He just wakes up and goes into the simulation. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> watched uh, on the recommendation of the uh, last House of Hoops podcast. I watched the Beastie Boys story, which was fun. Oh yeah. As a white male who's about to turn 40, obviously the Beastie Boys were very <laughs> formative uh, in my teenage years. Um, oh, we got to do the Laddie thing. Favorite album. Favorite album? Check your head. All right. Check your head. 
Thank you. Check your head closely, followed by Paul's Boutique. There you go. But it's it's got to be Check Your Head. Boat, did we get your favorite album, Bo? On Beastie Boys. I thought I think you uh, joined in late on that episode of House. Yeah, Boots. I don't. I didn't get that. You listen um, to a lot of Beastie Boys, though. I know you're a fan. I've listened to them just because they were kind of our generation. I, you know, I don't know if I can say I have a favorite favorite album. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, oh, they're all very good. And they're all so different. It's hard to pick one. Let's see. Where did I leave off? Wednesday? <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get Laddie on this week. I feel... Well, you played golf and then we never got to it. So I feel partly responsible because I was like, oh, we'll do a late podcast. I'm going to go... The weather... It was 70 degrees today, man. Come on. Nice. It was perfect weather. And it's a Monday. There's not going to be too many people out there. Yeah, dude, and I show up to the golf course, and a guy I'm playing with opens his trunk, and he goes, I don't have my clubs. How'd you guys do that? He just didn't bring golf clubs. I let him use mine. So, there we go. COVID crisis. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sticking my fingers in my mouth while we were playing or anything, but uh, it was just a goofy situation. It's like, who goes to the golf course without golf clubs? It's worse than the time he showed up without golf balls. So did he just pull up and pop his trunk and go, oh, man, yeah. last time I had them, they were in my trunk. Yeah, he goes, dude, I forgot. I'll let my nephew use my golf clubs. <laughs> it was his idea. He called you to go play golf. Yeah, he showed up with no clubs. Like I said, I went to bed at like 5 a.m. I had every, in, uh, every, uh, oh, I completely anticipated sleeping until like way past noon. And then uh, he calls me at 10. I answer it. I'm like, I know what this call is for. This call is to play golf, and I will pretty much drop anything these days to play golf because, you know, it's like my great escape. And you're getting outside. How's it? How's everybody getting outside right now? Bo, I know you run. Yeah, I go running. and Well, with the kids, we walk around the neighborhood or I skateboard with them while they ride their scooters or bikes around. I walk so around we're getting park. outside. It's, it's finally not below freezing here, so we got that going for us. Yeah, you got good weather right now. We do. We'll have good weather until October. We've got a Seattle Park up the street. Um, nice. That, that, uh, it's kind of in between my house and Jeff's house. And uh, so I just go up there and kind of walk around. You know, I might I might break out into a mild jog here and there. Um, but just getting outside, you know, you can only cut the yard so many times before you just ground it into dust. So... Trying to get out and walk. My wife, my wife runs a lot. She's a marathon runner, and uh, she's been furloughed from her job. Um, so that's kind of her escape is uh, running and uh, playing Animal Crossing, which is apparently what what people do. She plays Animal Crossing a lot. I don't know what that is. It's a uh, it's the Nintendo Switch game, <laughs> right? Right when everything <laughs> shut down. <laughs> my wonderful wife, who I love very much, bought bought a Nintendo Switch for us to play. And I haven't picked it up once. Yeah. She is on the Animal Crossing train. Um, but, hey, man, it's keeping her sane. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, whatever. You know, it's keeping her doing something. And hey, she thought it would be a yeah. fun little thing. That's cool. She has a blast doing it, you know. She she catches tarantulas and trades turnips and... She's not. She's she doesn't watch a lot of. It. She doesn't yeah. watch a lot of TV, or you know, she, you know, she reads books and she she has other stuff going on, and it's it's kind of funny watching her 
you know, like I spent a large portion of my life like playing video games. That's what I did. And it's she's, it's funny her watching her do that, you know, because it's like, man, I used to do that all the time. She's probably looking at it as I just got furloughed from my job. I need something to fill my time. This is an investment in my sanity. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. it's it's playing Animal Crossing and running yeah. is keeping her sane. I mean, because she's not. We go to work every day, Jeff. We go to work, yeah. you know, and it's... We're working more than... Well, not more hours, but you might be working more hours. I don't know, but I'm working just as hard as I was before, you know? It's, if not harder, because not, we're, we're dealing with a, with a skeleton crew, and yeah. and... yeah. If anything, we're, like, having to tighten the belt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little tougher, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I wake up in the morning, we're and lucky. I'm like, man, I get to go to work. Yeah, we're lucky. Like, I that. get to get out of the house, you know, like... I get out of the house once a week to run to the grocery store, and that's it. I had uh, this is the first time I've been in someone's house. Yeah, that's not my own in like six weeks. Yeah, I can't say I've been in anybody else's house. That's because my house is a playground, so I just stay here. <laughs> Carport parties. Yeah, I've had a few people over here. Whatever. Uh, Thursday, I had Pat came over. You know, our yeah, buddy Pat from course. the podcast, of course came over and i was like doing yard work and he's like hey man i just really want to like have a couple beers and like hang out with somebody can i come over like, yeah 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 come on over and i'm in the middle of doing yard work i'm like hey just hang out in the backyard uh while i cut down this tree or whatever and <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh we'll burn this shit so we had a big fire in the backyard and that's what we do down here in the south that was a Tree trimming fire in the backyard. I don't know. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and this is how I talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Up here, we have bonfires in the backyard, you know. Yeah. Well, when I first bought this house, like, the first thing I did was built this big-ass fire pit in the backyard. I was like, dude, if I have a backyard, I'm going to have a fire pit. Fuck We've it. hung out around the fire pit, but you've been here for fire pit parties, I think. I have, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, next thing I know, the neighbor's, like, throwing firewood over the fence and shit. It's great. <laughs> We're just in the backyard cranking built a spill. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. like Just having a good time. And I feel better about being outside than, like, in the house, having people over. So. For sure. And yeah. Pat had a great time. And he, he told me multiple occasions. He's like, dude, I had such a good time. So happy you let me come over. Like, just kind of, like, cut loose. We had a fire. It was awesome. You've had folks over to like, you guys have been playing poker in the carport and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. That's a little more handsy than I like to get. Oh, you mean sharing golf clubs is not handsy enough? Yeah, well, that was one person. You're playing poker with like five or six people. Like, it's real handsy. But you don't you, you don't <laughs> stick your fucking hands in your mouth. You don't touch your face. You, you wash your hands when you're done. That's it. And I bought six decks of cards. So, like, I'll just throw the old ones away or something. There you go. That's not how it works. But the, the, just a quick the trip to Walgreens. Really, uh, really, I'll throw them away because they're all covered in beer and shit. Quick trip to Dollar General, you get a pack of cards. You know, they're like a dollar. Oh, well, we get the good bicycle cards. What's a here? banana cost? Ten dollars. Ten dollars? I don't know. <laughs> a pack of bacon's about to cost thirty dollars. Yeah, that's another thing, huh? It's like a menu at a restaurant. It don't go down. True. Maybe we can move on a little bit. I got an email from the Ticketmaster that my big three event had been canceled. So there's that. 
First it was postponed and then it was canceled. That was supposed to happen late June. You bought insurance on those, didn't you? Yeah, I should get a refund on that. They were great fucking tickets, man. I was stoked. It was Zebos. First game, big three in Memphis. I had blocked that weekend and looked at tickets to like sit close to you. Yeah. I wanted to go see Zebo in the big three. <sighs> that would have been so awesome. I had great seats. Heroes welcome, 100%. Yeah, I thought about the big big three and how those guys don't play as many games. I wonder you know, how that – the NBA is so brutal with the 82 games. and uh-huh. You'd think that actually the big three, you get guys like Zebo or Catino Mobley or even Steve Nash back out there, and they could probably play a handful of games and be really good. Sure. Zebo was going to be MVP, no question. Just imagine in Memphis, like, Zebo Zebo gets the ball and all – 2,000 people in the FedEx Forum. <laughs> <laughs> They're just screaming. <laughs> they do only open like half of the seating or something. It's not much. Well, it's, half, it's half court. Yeah. It's, I don't think it even goes up to the upper terrace. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you think they pulled the Forum, Jeff? F- maybe five? Yeah. Big three five. at the Forum. Five's a good number, right? Yeah. It's a you nice. Get, you get five grand. You get 5,000 people. Yeah. Big three. That's that's a success, right? But I think that's a lot of the revenue they get too, though, in the big three. And so them their opportunity to play without fans could be limited. I don't know, man. If the limited. big three came back right now, I'd be all over that shit. Can that league sustain without I, I would watch it on television. But can it is that enough revenue yeah. to pay the even like the salaries? Is if Ice Cube just let it roll and paid for the testing and donated money. He's to other testing, yeah. I'd watch it right now. And there's a way less logistics to get the big three rolling in, in Vegas versus the NBA. Yeah, it's smaller, everything. So I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder for both Memphis football, Memphis Tigers, University of Memphis Tigers football and basketball. Mm-hmm. And we got the email for football tickets, and uh, we put them on a payment plan. Normally we just buy them outright. We've had the same seats for 10 years probably. Mm-hmm. Actually didn't even know where my seats were. Um, for years into it, Ole Miss came here and played uh, when University of Memphis beat Ole Miss, and it was a sold-out Liberty Bowl. And we were like, oh, we can't sit up top and smoke cigarettes and smuggle in a bottle of Jameson what? and sit away from everybody. <laughs> we had to sit in our oh, actual yeah. seats, and we're, and we're corner end zone. I was like, our seats are amazing. Well, Why have the team we started not getting good. sat here? Yeah. yeah, the team started winning games. So we, you know, we typically just we get those tickets and we just immediately, you know, we pay the scholarship donation. And well, there's actually there's not a scholarship donation for football tickets, um, but we just buy them outright and we put them on a payment plan because we don't know if there's going to be college football this season. Yeah. And I mean, we can't even look at Memphis basketball, University of Memphis basketball. There's no way, dude. For what we for what we pay in the in the upper level, I, I, there's no there's no way we can justify. But not money for those right. tickets. There's no right. way. Yeah. I think personally that we're a long ways out from having mass groups like that together. I wonder I wonder what, what so what do college teams do in that situation? Like let's say they do play with no fans in the stadium. That's it. Do you get a deal on a streaming package where you get uh where you get like better views than I mean I don't know if you're no, watching you, the game on TV you're watching the game on TV you yeah know? you're just not buying tickets yeah they're refunding it's got to be a refund that was kind of our plan let's get it on a payment plan so we pay it off over a couple months yeah and if we lose two months you know if, if a decision comes out two months from now okay we've lost 
two months worth of payments on these tickets. <sighs> it's a weird situation, you know. I don't want to lose there's my football, football seats. There's, I, there's I don't think there's any the way. I don't think there's any way. No, 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 no. no. A lot of universities are already saying they're going to do dis- likely to do distance learning in the fall. So, if students aren't on campus, there's no football. You can't. You know, you know those those athletes are not employees. Though now with the new NCAA ruling, they can make money off their likeness, which is something we could talk about. But you know, if there's no students on campus, there's no football. Yeah. Well, there's also that. There's also the point that you know, college athletics has grown into something that's not. I mean, that's where the image and likeness payments came from. The idea that came from is that it's not just we're not funding the school by people being in the building. We're funding the school by television contracts. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the idea is yeah. If there's not students, I mean, the idea of college athletics is to give students something to do. To, to want them to come to your school, to enroll well, in that, school. That's all it is, is it's uh, amenities. That's what colleges are – that's what you pay for in a college. Yeah. Like with my kids, I, I think I, I'd rather them go to undergraduate state schools and you know in, enforce the issue with cheaper tuition <laughs> on that. And then if they want to go to specific graduate schools that are private or whatever, then – you know, maybe we can figure that out with them later. But that's when they're they're committed and they have a vision for what they want to do with their life. Sure. They're not taking prerequisite courses. Yeah. Those they're not uh, taking the same math classes that he took in high school. Right. Exactly. Yeah, your first child's probably gonna be the only one going to college anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of the way it works. And it's gone. <laughs> First one goes to school. We're out of money. Uh, you're not very good in school. You're probably just needed to get a job. <laughs> and and it, is that job at Barnhills Country Buffet? Yeah. That's where it all starts. Okay. Some shit job. And then uh, you just pattern your life around that. Done deal. Done deal. Maybe since this is Brian's first time on the podcast, we can talk a little bit about how we all know each other. Sounds good. All right. So me and Bo met in high school and grew up skateboarding. And uh, at some point kind of realized that we were both kind of into basketball. I don't know at what point that was, but like 13 or Oh, God, what was it? 14 years, 13 or 14 years ago, I started a uh, fantasy basketball league. And I knew Brian was into hoops. I kind of had like a few people that I was going to invite to it or whatever. I asked Brian if he wanted to join. This was the 30 team league, right? This is a 30 team league on NBA.com, <laughs> which they don't even offer anymore because the NBA was like, no, we, we can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> We can't have this on our website anymore. We need uh, somebody they like... With the, they partner with Yahoo. Yeah, they partner... Exactly. They partner with Yahoo instead. So you can't even make 30 team leagues anymore. Anyway, the point is... Well, you can't... I think you can on fan tracks, actually. I don't fucking ahead. know what that is. All right. So... <laughs> uh, I fucking invited Brian. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and... uh the first year, I mean, if you think about it was thirty what was it, ten players per roster, I think. 
And it's, I mean, you get to the fifth round, and it's just a nightmare. Dude, it's Brian <laughs> like, Cardinal back what, then. Who am I taking? <laughs> it's 30. It's the top 300 players in the league. Now we do one where it's like the top two. I think now it's 20 teams, 10 roster spots, so it's the top 200 players. So it's yeah. a little bit more manageable, but it's tough nonetheless if you don't draft appropriately. But it's tough to get guys off the waivers in a 200 best player league. But – Brian comes in year one, auto drafting. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> auto drafted my first pick because I overslept. Yeah, auto drafting gets Amari Stoudemire. What year was that? That was peak Suns. Yeah, that it was, was Suns for sure. Suns. I mean, Dan Tony Nash, Stoudemire, Sean Marion. Yeah, uh, Barbosa was on that team. I that think. was thirty points a night, Amari. That was Amari going ham. That's like thirty Hammer and time. fifteen. Yeah, just insane. <laughs> Four blocks, insane. Great field goal percentage. Basically, <laughs> amazing field goal percentage. Basically, he got the best player in the league, and that's all it took because it was so much weight that it carried his whole team. I think I had because it was thirty fucking teams. I had woken up that morning. And it was snake draft, so you didn't... And I'd woken up and been like, oh, man, the draft is this morning. Yeah. And and uh, was maybe possibly a little hungover. Yeah, right. And gotten ready and passed back out. And I woke up in the second round. We were like in our 20s still. <laughs> we were babies. <laughs> we were children. We were in our mid-20s, early 20s. <laughs> and I wake up, and it's mid-second round, and I go, oh, my God. What happened? Oh, I got Amare. <laughs> so Bo was, Bo was in that league as well. I don't remember anything about those rosters. I'm trying to go back and look for the draft. They have the historical stuff on Yahoo. I guess it was NBA. So yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't exist because it was Yahoo. It was, uh, it was NBA.com. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fucking exist. We didn't switch over to Yahoo. I think it was the next year. No, I still. I think you can still search through Yahoo because I think I still have. What? I'm pretty sure I still have my like gold trophy from Your winning trophy. that year. Yeah. What was the uh, What was the actual trophy for winning that year? Was it a? I see. Remember, it was a. It was a VHS tape of the '93 draft. <laughs> was that the Penny Hardaway draft? That was the Chris Weber <laughs> Penny Hardaway draft, which I never received, Bo. Never received. I think my we got trophy rid of that. that. You got rid of all the VHSs? I think so, yeah. I'm disappointed. You get rid of all your... I still have a closet full of cassette tapes. And bodies. <laughs> Maybe a couple, too. Cassette tapes. Server bones. Like old <laughs> Grateful Dead live shows <laughs> and like, like rave DJ mixtapes. I have like a, like a four-CD Jane's Addiction box set. <laughs> <laughs> that I recorded on cassette tape. I still uh, have those tapes. Yeah. I Every mean, three or four years, uh, my wife tries to get me. She's like, hey, we don't have a cassette deck. Cassette deck? Do we really need all these cassette tapes? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> One day, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to need those. I'm going to have a cassette deck, and I'm going to want to listen to them. I got, a, I got an awesome cassette deck from the and, store, uh, store. We go through this argument all the time. And like, Am I ever going to buy a cassette deck? Probably not. <laughs> You should. It's, it's just a. It's. I, I. I want. I want one. I've got a dual one set up in the living room right now. Uh, how much you want for it? Nothing. You can't buy it. <laughs> it 
It's wired in. <laughs> Everybody has a price, Jeff. Yeah. Think think about a price. All right, 20 bucks. Think about a price. <laughs> 20 bucks. And let's meet it. Uh, one of them, one of the dual cassettes might still work. I don't so, know. So the point of the, so the point of all this is yeah. since since I won mm. that fantasy basketball league, yeah. How many times has either Bo or Jeff won that fantasy basketball league? I got it like two years ago. You did, you did. You're a winner. Yeah, Bo, you're a winner. I've gotten it. You I got think one. I've gotten the, the most of anybody. Actually, if I go back and look, I've got 16, 14, and ten. Ooh. Whoa. Do I have two or one? I uh, probably just one. Um, Betty Lou Williams was you in seventeen. <laughs> I know. And I know for a fact. I just have the one. Be- Betty Lou Williams. The Don't one. look it up. <laughs> I've got three, so I got that going for me. And then I've got I've got actually a, a second place as well. Thirty team league. Yeah. That's ins- like you go back and think about a thirty team league. That's insane. Like a twenty team league is hard enough. Thirty What's team the league. 20? It's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. It was Literally, fun, you get to the fifth round and you go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I would have won this year. Maybe. No question. Maybe not. No question. My team was primed. I was in first place. Come on now. I don't even know who was on my team this You're, year. You weren't even in a playoff running. Don't worry about it. <sighs> I made a late run. I feel like I made a late run. I feel like I played Evan. Are we really just going to talk about? And then I played Evan. Right. I think I played Evan two weeks in a row. Evan and made up, and I think I made up. Yeah, Evan has a time. terrible team this year. It's twenty teams now, which is a little like more reasonable. But what I loved having the thirty team league, but there's not really enough. There's not really. I think a thirty team league. Uh, there's works. no waiver wire movement at all. It like doesn't. You just can't. It do doesn't. Anything. Well, yeah, you you can't really. You get an injury and you're just done. Because <laughs> anybody that has a possible value gets drafted. With 30 teams, though, the draft, it can't be like a standard snake draft. Auction draft with sure. 30 teams, sure. that would be out of hand. We did that. Uh, we did an auction draft one year of uh, Vanelli's League. Yeah, we did it this year. And that was league. a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> For the first time. Uh, what did Jeremy? Jeremy selected Brandon Clark at the first pick. The first pick in the <laughs> he draft. He nominated him, right. He nominated Brandon Clark and got him for like 10 bucks. <laughs> I think it was more than that. It was, was he, he spent a lot on him. Yeah, dude. Actually, that Clark was a believer. good believer. Ended up being a good pick. And I have a Brandon yeah. Clark jersey. I was so mad when he nominated Brandon <laughs> first he overall. Because I was, he I was he like, was man, he's, he's my eighth-round guy. It was all Memphis fans in the draft. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are – actually, they're from all over the fucking world. I don't, I don't know most of the people in there. I got them off of, like, the old Grizzlies message boards back when – Oh, there's people in Spain, Pow fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's New Zealand guys. There's – I don't. I really don't know most of them, but funny, funny. Brandon Clark, a uh, little tidbit. I w- I'd gotten off work the night of the NBA draft, and walked into the bar we all hang out at to watch the end of the draft. And I literally <laughs> walked in the door, and uh, for my, my last name is Clark, spelled like Brandon Clark. We we joked when he was at Gonzaga. It's it's cousin Brandon. Yeah, he's on. You know, it's cousin Brandon. <laughs> he's he's family. You know, and I walk into the pub. <laughs> And the like, the entire place goes nuts because the Grizzlies 
<laughs> drafted Brandon Clark. Yeah. Immediately texted my wife and I was like, we're getting Brandon Clark jerseys. <laughs> this is happening. So smart move. In my I opinion. mean, he's he has her last name. Why? Well, he's I've, carrying dude, on the family name. You got to buy that jersey. Have you got to support that. Have to. No question. I have one. <laughs> not not many opportunities to wear it right now. Yeah, I also. I why not? You can wear it every day. I'm not wearing it to work. Wear that shit. I'm not spilling olive oil and pizza sauce on it. <laughs> it's like a hundred and forty dollar <laughs> piece of clothing, man. It's like the most expensive piece of clothing I own. <laughs> I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. Oh, I have suits that cost less than one hundred forty dollars. Um, I remember the weddings. I remember the I wore to my wedding. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw you in that jersey. Do you? Is this a funny story we can talk about? Yeah, yeah, I had to take the tags off for you because <laughs> you didn't know the tags were still on. <laughs> Sounds about right. Like, oh, shit. Sounds about right. Let's see. Bo, how, Yo. I'm trying to find the fucking fantasy stuff. What fantasy stuff? Uh, the league. Go back to the year that I won. League records. Amari I don't know. This is a big Amari fan. If you this guys unlistening to a bull to most people, probably. <laughs> you, so hold on. If so you remember, Amari <laughs> Amari was going to sign with the University of Memphis Tigers. Yeah, he was. So was uh, Jalen Green. Amari, <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to be uh, Dewan Wagner's second year, I think. Damn. Dewan Wagner so was a good. freshman, and Dewan Wagner's sophomore year, they were going to have uh, Amari Stoudemire and Quintel so the, Woods. The, and I want to say we had a. Uh, I was. I want to say maybe Kendrick Perkins. I could be wrong on that. Maybe. Maybe. We were loaded. We were going to be loaded. It's definitely Amari would have put him over the edge. Dude, Amari and Dewan Wagner. His, probably would have blown his knee up. Dunzo. Yeah. Yeah. Crown their asses. When I won the league in 2010, it's a 20-team league. I had LeBron James, but my second best player just on eyeball on it was Joakim Noah. Ooh. 2010, Bulls, Bears, And then I had Sox. Jamal Crawford, oh, Jordan Bulls. Crawford, Hawks. Gordon Dragic, Drew Gooden, Marcin Gortat, Chuck Hayes. I had Drew Holiday. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? No, I'm interested. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, on my championship roster, I had Sam Young. Oh. Oh, how? Did you draft him? No, it was like but a... Why? Like, See, probably no, you picked him up because Lionel played his ass. <laughs> he was Lionel starting him over Grizz. Tony Allen. Yeah, he was. Every, I feel like every year in fantasy basketball, I end my draft and I go, this roster's garbage. <laughs> what happened? Well, what did you got to kind of snake around it and figure yeah. it out. Dude, I had such a solid team this year. I'm so bummed. Ugh. Let me hang on. Let me pull mine up. I know. I know. I'm uh, definitely talking for fantasy well. basketball. This Middleton and Tatum. Extremely edited out. This is 20 teams Middleton, Tatum, Jaron, Jackson Jr., Valanchunas. I was. Marcus Smart. I, you know, Marcus Smart having the best year of his career. Oh, yeah. You had like Celt- you had Celtics and oh. Grizz, right? Devontae yes. Graham. Oh, I didn't know Devontae you had Graham. Jonathan Isaac on your team. I thought I drafted him. You did, but I picked oh, him up. Oh, you picked him up after the pandemic. That's after the trash. After the pandemic, I used one of my three ads per week on Jonathan Isaac, just thinking maybe the league will start back up and he'll play. Hey, I'm sitting yeah, on. It's uh, a gamble, man. We only get three ads. We've only had, we get three player ads per week. We've only had three ads since the league stopped playing. 
Oh, funny. I just went to my team and I've got uh, Devin Booker and Anthony Davis are game time decisions. <laughs> yeah, I've got, Tristan, I've got Tristan Thompson game time decision. Evan Fournier game time decision. Injured. I got uh, a who am I sitting on West Westbrook McCollum, dude? There's no way anybody's still listening at this point. Hassan Whiteside, Siakam, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is a warrior. I was like, dude, I'm set. I remember when Andrew Wiggins got traded. I was like, I'm so set. I feel like we need to call Evan. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna Facetime. I think I think actually Kate's listening at this point at six speed on her way to work, and she's got. I picked up Nas Reed. Nas Reed was balling out for the Timberwolves. Is she that one listener we have in Minnesota? Shout out Pat, who hates Nas Reed. I think Reed. so, yeah. Shout out Pat. <laughs> hey, Pat hates Nas Reed. Dirty player in the SEC. Hey, he balling out for the Timberwolves. Should we move on? We should, did. Should we move on for a minute? And then like, and then yeah, maybe we should, end this? We should probably get away from this nonsense. Right into um, the last dance. I might actually have to go to bed because I got to get up at like, yeah, yeah. Very soon. Well, while I got you on, I want to bring up uh, something I've been listening Look, to before in, you the, go. in the quarantine times is uh, Aquarium Drunkard Pirate Radio. And what is that? Are you familiar with Aquarium Drunkard? No. So Aquarium Drunkard was a... Th- Do you remember music blogs? Do you remember like the early 2000s when music blogs were a thing? Sure. So Aquarium <laughs> Drunkard was one that was around then and they've somehow still made it. Like they're still around. and they, I mean, they... They champion a lot of like uh, psychedelic music, indie rock, jazz, ambient. And uh, right when the shutdowns happened, they started doing this pirate radio thing where they do 24-7. Sometimes they have live DJs. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's pre-programmed stuff. Okay. Um, but you can listen to them on, uh, like, uh, if you have TuneIn Radio, you can listen on TuneIn Radio. You can just search Aquarium Drunkard and it's listen good. on their website. Uh, we listen to it a lot at work. Uh, it keeps okay. you guessing. I mean, there, the one minute you're listening to Pharaoh Sanders, the next minute you're listening to like uh, I don't know, Bill to Spill. Um, oh, look at this! They got Lucinda Williams on the. Uh, they they uh, sure. that's that's actually where I found out about the new Stephen Malcolmus record, which is not good. Uh, yeah, it's not one hundred percent right about it. It's like what, weird cosmic country. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that like the country it. thing is a thing now. Everybody's doing country now, you know. But uh, Stephen's not—it's not his thing. I don't want to hear Stephen Malcolmus and pedal steel. It's not good. No, the Malcolmus album is super weird. Yeah, I don't um, like it. I, I, I like that like he's getting going out there, but he's oh. so talented to just do his like what he's good at. The Jig stuff is amazing. I saw them oh, open so up for good. Radiohead. They won, and they, they they blew Radiohead off the stage. They were incredible. But I wanted to bring that up to you, Bo, because I know I know you like outsider music, and you should you should check that out. Aquarium Drunkard Pirate Radio. Yeah, pull up. I'll listen to it. Um, I'm oh, excited yeah. to check it out. It is good. It is good. Um, Jeff's about to get us back on track. He's looking at me like, "Let's get back on." track. Listen, that's fine. Look, I'm all for it. Bring the shit. No doubt. That's a good. Anybody that's listening should definitely listen to that. That's a good time. No matter what. If you're looking for something new or something a little off the top 40, I want to do a little bit on the last dance just before we go. Okay. We'll wrap it up. One of my favorite parts of the last dance was in the 93 finals game five, Chicago against the Suns. 
Barkley was mad. He was mad that Chicago was already kind of planning their celebration. So game five was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the city was boarding up the windows and telling people to like celebrate responsibly. And all of this, they're kind of... Was this, was this the big Barkley game when he had like... He was yeah. like 25 and 20 or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Took over the, the game. The Bulls were up, I think, like uh, 3-1 going into game five. And the city's planning to win a championship. Close it out in Chicago. Game five. Game five, Barkley had 24 and 19. Nice. That's a solid fucking line. Barkley and the Suns go in, pissed off, wanting to force a game six. The funny part to me, the part that I'm trying to get to here, is that after the game at the press conference, Barkley has like one of the all-time liners. Incredible. Because he's, he's looking around and, and he's seeing what's happening. He's not a dummy. Like he sees everybody on the radios talking. They're writing it up in newspapers. Like you know, celebrate responsibly. They're already planning yeah. the celebration. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the Spurs rolling out the champagne, and it's fucking <laughs> Barkley saying, "Well, now wait a damn minute. <laughs> I'm a good player. I'm on a good team. I got Kevin Johnson over here now. Come on now." So at the press Dan conference, Marley ain't got time. <laughs> at the press conference, he said, all, all I remember hearing him say is, "He says." Tell them to take that shit off the windows. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite part. Take that shit off the windows. Classic Barkley. Take that shit off the windows. And it, well, so then the great part is the counterpoint is Michael Jordan gets him on the locker room and says, I'm only packing one suit on our trip back to Phoenix. Right. We ain't playing a game seven. Exactly. I'm packing one. Everybody pack one suit. Exactly. One more thing. Before we go, uh, I mean, there's some other stuff from the Bulls doc, but I'm sure it's been covered fucking everywhere. And, you know, maybe we can talk about it next week. We're already kind of running long here because we kind of bullshit around a little bit. So. I would like to say I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the uh, Xavier McDaniel cameo <laughs> when he was on the Knicks yes. talking shit to Jordan. Because when I think of Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. All I can think about is the movie Singles. <laughs> that is all I can uh-huh. think about. <laughs> yes, yes. Please elaborate. <laughs> when Steve, one of the main characters, is is taking a girl home, and uh, he's he, they're they're having relations, and the guy he's, he's you know he's trying to keep it going, and he's trying to think of ways to not climax, and he he's having. He's having sex with this young lady, and so he <laughs> thinks of Xavier McDaniel. What would Xavier McDaniel think of this comp- uh, this situation? What would he oh, do right man. now? What would he do? What would Xavier Daniel do? And immediately it switches over to a press conference with Xavier McDaniel, and he's talking to Steve, and he's like, "You can do this, Steve. You've got this. Got this, Steve. Don't <laughs> come yet." <laughs> Can do this, Steve. <laughs> That's a uh, your biggest takeaway from the tour. That was it. Topic. That's all I took out. That's all I took out. Xavier McDaniel. I thought it was cool. They touched on the Georgia Dome stuff. They the record still holds sixty two thousand fans. That's crazy. In one game, Atlanta. 
they were building the new Atlanta Hawks arena and they played in the football arena and that record still holds in 1998 most fans in one arena Jordan I have one quick story one quick story and we'll all just get the fuck out of here um I have to do this because it's like my one opportunity to probably ever tell this story of the one time I got to see Michael Jordan play. Yes. <laughs> it's 1996. I'm 13 years old. The Bulls are playing the Blazers in a preseason game in Memphis. So this is before the Grizzlies are in Memphis. And it's... The Memphis Tigers court that they play on. It's the pyramid. We have the worst seats. Like There's no pro team in Memphis at that point. The Grizzlies are no, not here yet. There's yeah. no pro team anything. It's Tigers and Tigers and Tigers. That's it. Memphis Tigers. Uh, Penny's jerseys hanging in the rafters. Freshly hanging in the rafters. Keith Lee, you know, all that. Whatever. But um, we're I'm getting off subject. I'm going to try to make this quick. Dad gets a couple tickets. They're bad seats, man, in the pyramid. They're 50 bucks a piece. I still have the ticket stubs. I'm going to put them on Instagram. I still have a program, too. I'm probably going to put that on Instagram. Maybe. I don't know. Probably Pyram- use it. Pyramid, by the way, was an awful venue. Dude, these seats were... Terrible venue. These seats were so high up. I remember renting binoculars. I remember that. I don't remember much. I was 13, whatever. I was like fucking 25 years ago or something. Robin didn't play. Pippen didn't play. But going to that game was so huge to me growing up a Bulls fan. This is 1996. Uh, just being able to see Michael Jordan. I remember, like, using the binoculars to focus in on, like, what shoes he was wearing. Like, that was what I was concerned with. Like, what are those? <laughs> what are those? New Jordans. You know? And... With inflation, I mean, those tickets would have been 130 something dollars a piece today for upper, like, rafter-level tickets at the Pyramid, which was constructed opposite of the way an arena should be constructed. It gets skinnier at the top. I just, that was the only time I ever saw Jordan play. And it was so fucking amazing to be able to see him in the prime of his career play. They lost that game, but it was a preseason game. Just happy to be there, though. Like, happy to be at the game. Happy to be able to be a part of it. And that meant so much to me. And it just brings, like, this whole documentary just brings back so many crazy old memories, you know? Like, I, I don't know if either of you have ever had the opportunity. I don't know if anybody out there remembers that game or was at that game. Like. It was just an ins- it was insane for Memphis to have that. Yeah, I never I never got to see him play live. It was fucking crazy I've for seen, them to even be here. I've seen in Kobe this play. Town. Yeah. I've seen LeBron. I've seen LeBron sure. annihilate the Grizzlies a couple sure. times. Yeah, we went we went to a game or a couple games Probably. together and see LeBron play. Probably, but I've never saw Jordan play. Yeah, it was it was monumental and it just has always been imprinted in my mind. And it's this weird thing where yeah, for some reason. I thought to like save the program, like it's it's so old now, 
and I've held on to it my entire life. And the tickets, stubs, and everything. It's like I don't have old stuff, and I don't have, like, expensive memorabilia. But, like, I have things that mean a lot to me. And this Jordan documentary just brings up all these old, crazy, like, feelings about just how amazing it was to watch that guy play. And, and maybe it's because I'm not a kid now and I was a kid then, but like, I don't get that same feeling when I watch like LeBron play or something. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I just don't. Maybe some players stand out, but that dominance that he fucking had and that draw that he had and how much people love to see him and the fact that he was in Memphis, which was, not on the radar as a basketball city at that time at all, I don't think. Smaller market than it even is now. It was just an amazing thing, and it's something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. And it's like that opportunity only come, only came once. Yeah. And props to fucking Pops for taking me to the game and Indeed. shelling out the cash. Indeed. Even, even, even if they were, like, not good seats, like, it was the best we could get. Yeah. And it was fucking badass. You got to see the master. Dude, I was glued to those knocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a badass thing. And I just got, I kind of like wanted to relate how MJ has affected me personally. And that I don't think I'm the only fucking one. That's how everybody views that guy. Like, he was just the best that there ever was, man. Like, Maybe one day people will look back at LeBron or Kobe like that, but I don't know. I don't know if there's ever going to be a guy that was as dominant and as thoroughly enforcing on his will in the league as Michael was. Like, I mean, he he was he the changed league. it. He was the league. He changed it. He changed when he, it when they when he won his first championship. Like from that point on, he was the league. He changed everything. Yeah. And that's what I love about this documentary is that it brings up these old memories and it really validates to the young people now that think that LeBron and Kobe are like the only guys that did it. I'll tell you something, man. If you don't have Jordan, you don't have a Kobe. And if, and if you don't have Jordan and Kobe and Magic too, you don't have a LeBron. Well, Kobe said it himself. Yeah. I love how – I love how – that first episode started. Yeah, it was great. Where Kobe said he was, he was like a he was like an older brother to me. He's like, dude, he coach me through the league. He's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, comparing me and Michael. Yeah, yeah. If there's no Michael, there's no Kobe. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. Bo, thank you for coming on. At this point, yeah. we're looking at twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's probably time. Yeah, to, probably it's, time to wrap it up. I wanted to get that off my chest. Whatever. I want to tell a stupid story. Um, I appreciate y'all. Brian, it was great having you on. I hope this isn't the only time. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad I came over. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I had a great fucking time. I just showed up. Yeah, he was just and here was to like, hang hey, out. Man, like, well, let's drink a beer. You added the podcast. And he's like, I haven't even done it yet. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to drink a beer and go home so you can do the podcast <laughs> why not i said you want to and then come i cracked in? a second beer and i was like all right well here we are yeah why not <laughs> what do you got to lose like let's have a good time and do it it's for fun bo thank you for fucking putting up with me and joining late 
was fun. Laddie, we missed you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can reach us at House of Hoops on Twitter. That's H-A-U-S. And we're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. (laughs) And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it, the continued support. It's been good. Everybody's down. Nobody's listening to sports podcasts, but our support's been okay. So I appreciate everybody. Thank you. We're fucking out. dream of you and I working things out in this dream we don't talk and we don't have to talk a dream that everything just falls into place that you and I will be doing way too much thinking lately if we could just shut up just for a little while I think we'd feel all those things that we haven't felt in so long I take my hand everything's gonna be alright we'll get a bottle at a hotel Yeah.